It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. After my heart attack. Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to the mor- to the morning report. I think this is 175 or 174. I I should have checked before I started, but I didn't. Um it is Monday, 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 Monday. Ah, uh, is that Monday, Monday? Yeah. Anyway, it's a um, like it's going to be a great day here in in central West Central Florida. It's going to be hot though. <laughs> well, you know, it's going to be hot, and it's going to rain later. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like I don't even know why we have meteorologists <clears throat> or weather or weather people. They could all just go on vacation, pretty much. You know, maybe we'll keep one around this time of year. That way we can, I don't know, we don't really need radar. I mean, we don't need them to tell us how to read a radar. One of the things you learn in this part of the country is how to read a radar. One of the things you learn in this country is, you know, in in this area of the country is that hurricanes, for the most part, not entirely, come off the coast of Africa, so you can watch them for weeks, and then you can sort of guess if and when they turn. For instance, um, for if the hurricane starts heading north, the storm starts heading, heading north, um, <clears throat> on the east coast of Florida, uh, start heading north and gets like north of Miami, north of Fort Lauderdale, before it gets to Florida, when it's maybe two or three hundred miles away from Florida, that storm ain't coming here. That storm is going up into the North Atlantic. Uh, it ain't coming here. No matter how big it is, no matter how bad it is, it ain't coming here. Uh, what we know is that when storms come up through the uh, the, the Caribbean—that's that's a hard word—Caribbean—and um, you know, and get up into the Gulf, warm water. That could be trouble, and we are, and you know what? And almost everybody here knows that. Who's an adult knows that. So when we get reports from CNN 
storm is barreling down on Florida. And we think, yeah, it's on the East Coast, and it's really 150 miles north of Miami. That storm ain't coming here. Um, it just isn't. Storms don't make hard left turns and come across the state from east to west for the most part. They don't. So, again, a, a lot of meteorologists in the summertime could just go on break, you know, just go off with your family and enjoy yourselves. We may keep Paul Delgado around and have him go um, on vacation, I don't know, in December, uh, when it's not raining and it's cold. So, Paul, Paul Delgado is one of our, 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 our Fox News guy and is really good. Um, if he would just wait and the others could go on vacation and they could, like, shut down the Weather Channel. Or at least stop talking about us. Anyway, it's... <laughs> I just chattle on, chattle on. Um, today is a COVID day. Um, the conversation is herd immunity. And um, we'll see. We'll see. Are we getting closer? Well, there's a couple of articles that I want to... Um, I want to hip you to. And there is... Um, A church in California, of all the places, God is amazing. You know, the people that God uses, uh, and in the places he uses them is always an amazing thing. So I want to, um, there's a church in California, um, where is, and what's it called? Well, I'll tell you, that has decided to do what a lot of us are saying that churches are we're going to have to do. The churches, this is Grace Community Church, um, is going to have to do. Churches are going to have to do this. And we're going to see. We're going to see. There'll be the, um, we're going to be pushed on, you know what, who's going who's gonna to go to the threshing floor? What's going to happen? Remember, this is an important phrase, and I wish I hadn't made this up. Whatever you compromise to keep, you will someday lose. So people who are compromising to hold on to their church, people who are compromising to hold on to their um, their 503C, people who are compromising, well, you know, we're going to see. The, we're going to see. We are going to see. So we're going to talk about those two things today. And uh, I trust that you are well. If you have not been to the website lately, you are missing it. You are missing it, Bubba. You are missing it. The website is popping. It's banging. So you want to get there, www.fightbackmedia.com, www.fightbackmedia.com, www.fightbackmedia.com. All right, we need a little break, and we'll be back right after these messages. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this. And that's why my florist is not a website or a phone number. My florist is Blooming Days Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942. And at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com.
All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We appreciate you being here today. Really do. Really, really do. All right. Let's get started. Let's get started. I've rattled on about uh, all sorts of other stuff that isn't really relevant. Um, just stuff that was on my mind. All right. Um, let's see. I, I'm not talking about that one. Uh, although we're not talking about it. You, you guys did hear, right? You get hear that some of the rioters in in Chicago attacked a um, a, Ronald, a Ronald McDonald house, right? A Ronald McDonald house with patients and families inside. Now, if you don't know what I mean, this is again. If you don't know what a Ronald McDonald house is. Uh, Ron, uh, the McDonald's Foundation um, basically has these houses, apartment complexes or whatever, around the country. And what they do is um, they give families a place to stay if indeed um, their kids in, you know, in a local hospital. And if they're going to be there long term, you know, because that becomes a problem, you know, where, you know, if if a parent has to be there or or if there's no place for the family to be um, and their kids in this hospital and it's across the country. The Ronald McDonald houses offer a place for these families to be for free. They take care of them. They have a place to a place to sleep. They have a place to, you know, get their clothes clean and eat and just take care of themselves. While they are taking care of their love, their loved one, usually a child. Well, one in Chicago during the um, BLM riots was attacked with kids inside and families inside. Why? Anyway, all right. Uh, herd immunity. I just wanted to toss it out there if, if you hadn't heard that story. Uh, and, and again, the story of uh, of Cannon Hinnett. You want to hear that story too? Now, this is, you know, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of times when I do these things, you know, a lot of people who are not necessarily um, fans of ours are always like, well, you know, I don't trust any of your sources. I don't trust any of your sources. And, and you know what? You always choose Tallahassee.com. You always choose Fox News. And, and you know what? And, and, and you guys are just sick of fans of the president, blah, blah, blah. So occasionally, actually all the time, you guys know what I do is that I will, I will look for information from their mouth, words from their mouth. This is a New York Times article. New York Times. The old gray lady. Hmm. And this was today, I believe. Yes, August 17th. 5 a.m. today. So this is fresh. What if herd immunity is closer than scientists thought? In what may be the world's most important math puzzle, researchers are trying to figure out how many people in a community must be immune before the coronavirus fades. And we're going to start there. That is how all of these things go. I don't understand how adults who have lived any time have forgotten this or pretend not to know. The article goes on, we've known from the beginning how the virus will, how the end of the virus will arrive. Eventually, the coronavirus will be unable to find enough uh, susceptible hosts to survive, fading out wherever it briefly emerges. To achieve this so-called herd immunity, the point at which the virus can no longer spread because there aren't enough vulnerable humans, scientists have suggested that perhaps 70% of a given population must be immune through vaccination or because they survived the infection. Now, some of the researchers are wrestling with hopeful possibility in interviews with the New York Times that more than a dozen scientists said that the threshold is likely to be much lower. 
just 50% perhaps, or even less. If that's true, then it may be possible to turn back the coronavirus more quickly than once thought. What's amazing about, what caught my attention about this article is not only where it came from, but the hopefulness of it. New estimates uh, result from complicated statistical modeling of the pandemic and the models that have have all taken divergent approaches, yielding inconsistent estimates. It is not certain that any community in the world has enough residents now immune to the virus to resist a second wave. Second waves happen. However, during second waves, more people are able to fend it off. But in parts of New York, London, and Mumbai, for example, it is not inconceivable that there is already substantial uh, immunity to the coronavirus, scientists said. I am quite prepared to believe that there are pockets in New York City and London which have substantial immunity, said Bill um, Hanaj, an epidemiologist at Harvard T.C. Chan School of Public Health. What happens this winter will reflect that. We'll see. All right. Um, this is a an article from, and again, I'm going legacy media here. Herd immunity may be slowing the spread in in, in the U.S. as study finds that 40% community infection pre- provides protection. This is an article from Newsweek. Again, this is not. It, it, it's it's not. Um, Fox News. This is not um, townhall.com. This is this is not even tbctampa.com. It, it isn't. This is legacy media. Legacy media that hates me. Hates me. So that's why it's always cool to use them when eventually they have no choice but to agree with me. You know we've been saying here on the Morning Report and Fightback2020, and FightbackMedia.com for months. That this is how it's going to have to play out. We've been saying this for months. Why? It isn't just because we're smarter than everybody else, because you know we are. Um, It's because that this is how things go. This is an article from uh, Aristos. Uh, George Gio, name is wild. Herd immunity may be slowing the spread of COVID-19 in some parts of the U.S. Scientists say as a study finds that a population-wide infection rate of around 40% might be sufficient to achieve this form of community protection against the disease. The United States has confirmed more than 4.5 million cases of COVID-19, although the true figure may be significantly higher and recorded over 160,000 deaths according to the John Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center. However, people may develop at least some form of immunity after infection, meaning the number of individuals who are vulnerable to disease in hearted areas such as southern states have recently seen large spikes in infections is dropping, according to the pandemic analysis. Analyst Trevor Bedford from the University of Washington. Here's what he says: I wanted to discuss the degree to which the po- which population immunity may be contributing to curbing COVID-19 in Florida, Arizona, and Texas, where recent surges have resulted in substantial epidemics. Bedford wrote in a series of tweets after increasing dramatically in June and July, daily case counts in Florida, Arizona, and Texas have begun to subside. I believe the substantial epidemics in Arizona, Florida, and Texas will leave enough immunity to assist in keeping COVID-19 controlled, he said. Taking Florida as an example, and that caught my attention. (laughs) Uh, Bedford estimated that around 20% of the state's population, around 4 million people, has had COVID-19. Although it could easily be 10%. Assuming a large majority of infections leave enough immunity to be protected, 
which I believe to be the case, population immunity of 20% will have a real impact if societal behavior is already reduced RT to around 1.2. Now, RT is the um, retransmission rate. One, I believe one is nothing at one point, and, and it goes up incrementally from there. Uh, RT is the actual transmission rate uh, of the virus at a given time. If it is more than one, the number of cases will keep rising. If it's lower than one, the number of cases will eventually peter out to zero. Even 10% population immunity starts to make a difference when the RT is around 1.2, Bedford said. Scientists have proposed various estimates on when herd immunity against the, um, the, novel, the novel coronavirus can be, achieved, can be reached in a given population. With estimates ranging from as low as 10% infected to as high as 80%. Many believe that herd immunity may only be achieved at an acceptable cost of lives. Now, herd immunity is not achieved at an unacceptable cost of life. Herd immunity is not necessarily the way you want to do it. And we've been saying that here the whole time. Because people who are very susceptible, people with underlying conditions, the very elderly. We just did a video, by the way. It's on YouTube. It's on the fightbackmedia.com website about the CDC's numbers on COVID deaths by age groups. So you'll see the so you can see that when you go there how it affects different age groups. And our most vulnerable vulnerable population, surprise surprise, are people over 85. Yes. Um, so, so of course, this is not necessarily the way you want to do it for sure, but this is how these things play out, sadly, horribly. Um, for a study published on Friday in the Journal of Science, researchers in Stockholm um, University in Sweden and the University of Nottingham in, in the UK decided to investigate the issue of herd immunity finding that it could be achieved at a population-wide infection rate of around 40%, considerably lower than previous estimates. People had talked about, you got, you got to have at least 70%. Maybe not. In their paper, researchers focus on the fact that human populations are far more homogeneous in terms of their age and activity levels. So they created a mathematical model to show how these differences might affect the spread of the disease. They found that by introducing these differences into the population models for the spread of the virus, the threshold for herd immunity could be reduced to around 40% because the um, proportion of infected individuals in groups with the highest contact rates is greater than the groups with the low contact rates. English. People's activities are around the same, you know, the same, same age groups, Right? The people who are more likely, more likely to be out and about are the younger age groups from 5 to 14, from 15 to 24, from um, 25 to 34. They're mo they are more likely to be more social. They're more likely to be in larger gatherings. They're more likely to hang out and infect one another. The shift is because transmission and immunity are concentrated among the most active members of a population who are often younger and less vulnerable. That's what I just said. The researchers wrote, if non-pharmaceutical interventions are very strict, no herd immunity is, no herd immunity is achieved. And infections will then resurge if they are eased too quickly. So the idea of masking everybody up Locking everybody down just delays the inevitable. Again, something we've been saying here on the Morning Report and Fight Back 2020 and, and FightBackMedia.com for months. For months. Now, a legacy mainstream media source 
is actually printing on their website. And this is from a Swedish study. And we love the Swedes and the Dutch. We want to be the Swedes and the Dutch. We have such a we have people with such an inferiority complex in this country. It just blows my damn mind. But let me read this to you again. The shift is because transmission and immunity are concentrated among the most active members of a population, who are often younger and less vulnerable. The researchers wrote, if non-pharmaceutical interventions are very strict. No herd immunity is achieved. There's no way to stop the virus by strict non-pharmaceutical interventions. According to this, according to these researchers. No herd immunity is achieved, and infections then will resurge if they're if they're eased too quickly. So the idea is that that you've locked everybody down and then you let everybody free. Well, of course. And isn't that interesting? For me, models are fine, but data is better. What what do, what do we see? We saw everybody locked down, <clears throat> held in their homes, frightened, and we and we still see um, calls for a national mask mandate. There was a um, an article. Um, today that said that that Florida, for you know, Florida residents want a, a statewide mask mandate. They interviewed six hundred people. No, <clears throat> that seems like that's not science. It seems like science is more like hmm. If you mask everybody up and you keep and and this is my you know if you if you're sixty years old or so and you grew up in this you. You were a little kid in the sixties, and there was more of one of one of you as children in the house. It was not uncommon if somebody got the chicken pox in your house. Your mother made damn sure everybody got the chick. Everybody who wouldn't become sterile <laughs> got the chicken pox in that house. Now, she wasn't trying to create herd immunity; she was trying to lessen her workload. Because she didn't want that crap to go on for weeks. She didn't. So if you had brothers and sisters, if one of y'all got the chicken pox, damn it, you were all getting the chicken pox. So instead of having it last a month or two months, it would last a, a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And then everybody, and then everybody was done. And she didn't have to worry about that crap again. Hmm. Mama knows best. Because that's how it works out. Despite Bedford's estimates for increasing herd immunity in Florida, Arizona, and Texas, the scientists warn that the level of protection that he believes exists in these states is not compatible with the return of the kind of lives people lived before the pandemic. Well, maybe not. Furthermore, Bedford said the costs to achieve this level of immunity have so far been substantial, and continue to increase. Yes. Bedford says this, I certainly believe that herd immunity strategy for dealing with COVID-19 is usually uh, is usually overly costly in terms of health impact, but it does seem like the strategy is being perhaps unintentionally pursued in part of the U.S. We need a vaccine to achieve population immunity in a fashion that doesn't kill people. Our most vulnerable vulnerable population is going to be in danger. So it seems to me, I understand what he's saying. This is why I brought all of this to you because this is this is the part of the the dominant narrative that doesn't happen. <clears throat> all of it. Bring me all of it. Bring me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Bring me all of it. And we've said here, again on the Morning Report, and Fightback 2020, and com, herd immunity may not be the way you want to do it. Because in that, there's part of the herd that dies. And nobody wants, and nobody wants anyone to die. Nobody's, nobody's saying 
that 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 we should sacrifice grandma nobody is saying that we should sacrifice grandma nobody wa- nobody wants that nobody wants that but we all understand but we but we all understand that these are our vulnerable population groups We all, everybody gets it. So the best you can do, I think, is protect grandma and grandpa uh, and and your vulnerable, immune, uh, immune vulnerable people the best way you can. The very best way you can. You know, I have a... Um, where I, where I, one of the places I work, I have a um, a colleague who's who is probably the most senior person in the place, and has had some health difficulties. Um, and her daughter also works there, and her daughter has her her mother on friggin' lockdown. That's all there is to it. Uh, her mother fought to come in and teach a. A, um, a, a a couple of her um, more advanced students in person, but she's been teaching online and getting really good at it. And um, she's, she is protecting her very, very well. And I'm glad because she's a good friend of mine and she has been a supporter of me and my endeavors. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But if you want to, but if you, but uh, you know, that can happen. It's funny. That can happen at the very same time that younger populations can make the, you know, subside part of the virus. by moving forward and even unintentionally participating in this herd immunity at the same time, if indeed um, trying to get a, you know, a vaccine at the same time is part of the strategy. That's fine too. I'm not taking that crap, but y'all can do what y'all want to do. Um, y'all can do what the heck you want to do because you're going to anyway. All right, we're going to be back right after these messages with the story about the California church because I think this that's an important story. We'll be back right after these messages. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area. Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com A website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at TBCTampa.com And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at TBCTampa.com If you are a true blue conservative, Small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 68. 35 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com.
All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We appreciate you being here. Thank you ever so much. You know, at the beginning of this pandemic thing they got going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I said it that way on purpose. Why? Because that kind of that takes people off. One of the casualties were churches for some reason. Um, And I've been saying this the entire program. We here at the Morning Report, Fightback 2020, and com have, have said from the beginning, how in the world is it okay to go to a grocery store, Home Depot, Lowe's, being there for an hour and a half, two hours, and it wasn't okay to go to church, that somehow... Going to church was just a deadly proposition. And a lot of places, a lot of states, and especially California, basically made going to church illegal. Basically made it illegal. Now, that is such an overreach of their power. Even even in, in, in times of emergency, even in pandemic times. You know, I, I've talked to people who, who think that the government can throttle your rights in an emergency. No, governments throttle people's rights in an emergency, but governments do not have the authority to throttle your rights, your First Amendment rights, your constitutional rights, even, even in an emergency. They do, and sometimes are even held up by the courts. But that does not negate the fact that they don't have the authority to do so. That, my friends, is tyranny. And sometimes we we acquiesce to tyranny because we are afraid, or we are made to be afraid. Or we are threatened. Yes. And one of the things that has happened is that some churches have not met. Some churches have not met since March in person. Some churches, and I mean churches, Christian churches, um, synagogues, mosques, have not met temples have not met I want to make sure I want to make sure I, I say inclusive I don't, since March in person if some have taken this time to get re- really up their online game their apps their uh, live feeds they've taken this time and the opportunity to really up their game on that side However, you know and I know. Although that can be an alternative, that is not the best way to do it. You guys know that I teach saxophone, flute, and clarinet, right? Um, that's my job. That's my main source of income. Um, and I have some students that I meet personally with. And then there are students still that I have who I meet Online, using Zoom. I'm just going to say it. Those that I teach in person are doing better, quit less, get more out of it than the ones that I meet through my phone or my laptop. Although I am really getting good at the technology of it. But the fact of the matter is, that nothing is better than being in the same room with the person that I'm trying to help. And pastors know this too. As a matter of fact, you know it too. Nothing is better than the human contact, being there in the same room. This is an article on CNN. I went total legacy, total leftist media today. today. 
using their own stuff to make my points. To hear um, John um, MacArthur tell it, all Grace Community Church did was open its doors and the people came. Well, that's a bit of sarcasm from the... uh, from Daniel Burke, who is the CNN religion editor. <laughs> Sorry, religion editor. And that's all he did. He said, come on in. The church is open. The mega church. Again, folks, I may not get through this. I feel like pastor. You know, I may not get through this message. The megachurch. When people use the phrase megachurch, that means it's a big church. And megachurch is a pre- used in media as a pejorative. That somehow churches shouldn't be big. There should, there's something wrong if your church has 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 people. There's something wrong with that. That's obvious, just obviously some sort of business money-making venture. There's always a, there's a pejorative to the word megachurch. It's just a church with people in it. Your church may have 50 people. My church may have 5,000 people. Don't you, as a Christian, don't you want to see more people in church than fewer people in church? Now, the logistics of how you're going to run those churches are vastly different. I've been in a big church, not a mega church, although uh, in around here, people were calling the church I was in a mega church. It never had more than 2,000 people in it, but that was considered a mega church, and it really wasn't mega when you're talking about some churches around the world who have 20, 30, 100,000 members. The mega church in suburban Los Angeles has closed its doors since mid-March because of the coronavirus pandemic. It announced plans to reopen in May, but a federal court upheld the state's ban on indoor services. Again, Like I said, the state had no right, no authority to tell this church what to do. So where the hell is your separation of church and state? Status, leftist pig? I thought that they weren't connected. So if they're not connected, you can't tell me what to do either. Hmm, interesting. And the court upheld the state's order. And just because the court upheld the court upheld the state's order doesn't mean that it was correct. Let's just get real. The church opened in late in late July, late last month. Pastor said people started started slowly coming back. And they just kept coming until there were six or seven thousand. It was it was something that people wanted it was something that they wanted it was something that they needed it was something that they wanted something that they needed so they just kept coming and once they found out what the what the situation was they just kept coming They just kept coming. Yes. That's several thousand more people than California allows in indoor worship services. According to the order issued in on June 29th, houses of worship in Los Angeles County must limit indoor services to 100 people or 25% of the building's capacity whichever is lower, which they cannot do. Like I said, it's going to take 
churches and pastors that decide that they are going to obey God and everything else is going to have to fall where it may. It's going to take congregations that are going to st- that will stand with their pastors that will build up that hedge of protection those pastors need. That's what it's going to take. He says, I'm so happy to welcome you to Grace Community Church Peaceful Protest, MacArthur said from the pulpit last Sunday, as his congregation, few of whom appeared to be wearing masks or social distancing, erupted into applause. Because there is a exemption for peaceful protest. On Thursday, the church's um, lawyers announced they had filed suit on behalf of the church challenging California's restriction on indoor services. Later on Thursday, Los Angeles County sued MacArthur and his church for continuing to hold in-person indoor worship by, uh, in violation to the state and county public health orders. The county said in a statement that it took this action reluctantly because basically they had been trying to badger the church into submission the whole time. And they said no. To allow religious services to be held outdoors in order to slow the spread of this deadly and highly contagious virus. What did we just say? What story did I just do just now? One from one from Newsweek and one from and one from the New York Times. This is not the way to do it. In holding in holding church, MacArthur is betting on divine protection in a pandemic hotspot. Los Angeles County is reporting um, 1,500 to 2,000 new COVID-19 uh, infections a, a day, which may not be the best way to do it. But this may be the this is part of, this is this may be part of the strategy. Pastor told CNN on Tuesday that no members of his mega church have contracted the virus, and MacArthur said that he is. Uh, that he doubted the accuracy of California's coronavirus numbers. Yeah. We opened the doors because that's what we are, he said. We're a church. And we're going to trust those people to make adult decisions about the reality of their physical and spiritual health. That's what people are going to have to do. That's it. Good for them. Now, the article also had some some people who, of course, they dug up some folks who are going, uh, what Christians who disagree with him say. Well, they're going to be people who disagree. Okay, good. Yeah. There are people who are going to disagree. I, personally, Willie Lawson, happen to agree with Pastor MacArthur. And I know that most of you do, too. All right, folks, thanks so much for coming to the Morning Report here on Fightback. Uh, this is a production of FightbackMedia.com, FightbackMedia.com, FightbackMedia.com. Make sure you go to the website. Until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, Y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer... Cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, 
and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.